Help keep Kinks and Beats daily ad-free and receive bonus content early with a contribution of 20 cents per episode. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more information. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. This is episode 138. I thank you for downloading yet another trip down the Kinks and Beatles discography. Today we're talking about a song I would wager a lot of you have never heard, including a good deal of you Kinks fans. Um, The song is called War is Over by the Kinks, as you might have guessed. It was released October 2nd, uh, 1989 on the UK Jive album, uh, which I own on vinyl now. Thank you to uh, a couple listeners who mailed that in to me. And then it was also released as the B-side to How Do I Get Close on November 28th, 1989. It did not chart. I actually own that 45 as well. I found that in a little record store in Sacramento. Uh, The name uh, escapes me right now. Otherwise, I'd give it a good plug. But it was a phenomenal store. I walked in there because, as you know, I've been been, since I got a, a turntable for Christmas, I have been collecting nothing but kinks and beetles vinyl, but I've been trying my best to get the period specific pieces first. So, you know, I'm not getting the new pressing of Muswell Hillbillies. I'm trying to find one from the seventies. And so I went into this place and I walked out with a handful of kinks and a handful of George Harrison records. And I think maybe a couple of Lennon 45s. Uh, I just cleaned his section up for really, really inexpensive prices. They were a great record store. But anyway, I have this uh, 45. How do I get close backed with War is Over? And the reason I say a lot of Kings fans don't know it is this is a tough album to find. You don't find it on CD anymore. So uh, if you are a Kings fan that joined Kings fandom after the late 80s, early 90s, it's very likely you've never seen UK Jive in the store. Uh, it, it's very likely that you never saw Kings records in the store aside from, you know, greatest hits and maybe Lola. Um, But this one, certainly, I don't ever remember seeing in the store when I was becoming a Kinks fan all those years ago. And it's also not available on Spotify or the digital streaming things. So it's a tough one to find. And uh, it's a shame. There's a lot of good music on UK Jive. And this song in particular, War Is Over, may be a contender for, I don't know, maybe the late era, if you're thinking from of their 80s output, 80s into the 90s output, this may be a contender for their best hidden gem. Uh, the song was recorded between December 88 and April 89. And the album charted in the United States at 122, did nothing in the UK. And it got panned by critics, and um, critics are stupid. They just don't get it. Uh, and, and British critics in particular seemed like they just could not wait to piss all over the kinks. And they did it for this one, so it did nothing in the UK. The song may be the most Beatles-esque song Ray Davies ever wrote. It's got a stunning melody, great production. Um, it's not... It's one of those tunes that's not really of its time, 
You know, we're talking late 80s, but it's also not dated at all. It doesn't sound like to me they're going for a nostalgic sound or that they're trying to sound like British Invasion Band or whatever. Um, But there is a nostalgic quality to it. And I think, really, this should have been the A-side of the single. If this would have been an A-side with proper promotion, and that's always the caveat with the Kinks, if their record company would have got behind them and actually done a little promotion, I think this could have been a huge hit. And here's why. Think about it. We're in 1989. Think about what is a hit at this time. You've got the Traveling Wilburys the year before released their album um, with songs with melodies and production not terribly far removed from the style of this one but more closely you've got elvis costello he's teamed up with paul mccartney they've put out a few you know recordings back and forth on their own albums and he has a hit with veronica and if veronica could be a hit during this period we're talking 88 89 90 if veronica could be a hit there's no reason war is over couldn't be a hit because it is every bit um, as slick and catchy and well-produced and not of its time, but still current and contemporary. They're, they're actually, if you listen to them back to back, fantastic companion pieces. And I think if Elvis Costello, because he was at the peak of his success at this point, uh, if Elvis Costello would have released war is over, this would have been on his greatest hits package. There are some cool things with this tune. It opens in the key of A, and then for the chorus, it shifts to D, which is the four chord. That's not an uncommon thing. That's not what I'm calling clever. But when the verse returns after the chorus, where most people would go back to the original chords, Ray is now in D. So he sings the first chorus in a completely different key than he, or the first verse rather, in a completely different key than he sings it at any other point in the song. From this point forward, he never returns to the verse in the key of A. And I never really noticed the shift until I analyzed the chords. But there is one giveaway. And it's at the end of the second verse, you'll notice that Ray changes the interval of the last line and resolves down instead of going up. And this is because he needs to return to the key of A for one measure so that he can go back to D for the chorus. Had he kept it all the same, the second chorus would have to shift up to G and would be impossible to sing. So he either needs to take out everything that makes that shift cool and and play it in going from D to D, or he needs to do exactly what he did and cycle up to G, which is kind of like a Mac the Knife uh, chord progression where each each refrain gets goes up a, a step. Let me explain what I'm what I'm talking about. I don't think I'm doing a good job explaining this. Old soldiers talk about the battles fought to build a better world for me and you. They sacrificed their lives to make a dream come true. Now they're forgotten men, remembered by so few. Now we shift to D, but the war is over. 
fighting ended many years ago. The war is over, the battle's won, but there's no one shown. And now we're staying in D. Side by side, they march together, fighting for the children to be free. To build a better world, a new society. All classes unified to live in harmony. That right there, that's the change he makes. So the first time he does that, um, he goes from, what is he doing here? He goes uh, a major two chord to a minor four chord to a one chord. So major two, whoops, minor four, one. The next verse, because he's in that new key now and he doesn't want to change the key of the chorus, um, he has to shift it just a little bit. So he does the major two to the minor four. And instead of going back to one, he goes to five. And in that one bar, I can make the argument that he's actually changing keys for one measure so that he can establish that D again. Now, you can also make the argument he's just going to the five chord to establish it, but it's functioning the same way. And then he's back to the D. So there's all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize for my singing. This is a really hard song to sing. And that's another thing. If you listen to Ray's performance on this, uh, this is a tough melody. And it doesn't seem like it would be, but it is. So there's that. Um, and there's a lot of cool harmonic tricks other than that that Ray uses on this track. For starters, the verse's big hook comes from using a minor four, where a major four would have made more sense in terms of the harmony. Um, but when it follows the two chord, it creates a chromatic return of the tonic. So what I mean by that is talk about the battles. If we're now we're going to a two chord, oops. Now it should go two. It's a, if it's a four chord, he'd hit a D major. That would have sounded fine, right? But instead, he goes to a minor four. So what he's doing is he's got that F sharp in the B minor and then an F natural in the D minor. If he would, and then it resolves to an E for the A major chord. Had he done what most songwriters would do and just hit the four chord, you would have had two F sharps in a row. So that's a cool little variation that he does that really, like, I think that's where this uh, kind of 60s sound, British invasion sound comes from, is that minor four chord. Um, so basically the chord progression, he's going one, two, minor four, one. Pretty simple. And then he makes the minor two a major chord. 
All right. So we've just gotten used to hearing that B minor. B minor. Now he goes B major. So that's a five of five when we have a major two chord. That's actually the five chord of the five chord. So we're in the key of A. The five of A is E. The five of E is B major. So that's where we're getting that five of five. That is a beautiful shift going from. Gorgeous shift. I love it. And then the two, the minor two returns for the bridge when he's doing the uh, uh, rich man, poor man. Fighting for the land of hope and glory, a nation's voice, sing a song. So there he switches back to the minor chord for that two. And that bridge, again, I'm going back to it, that is an Elvis Costello bridge if I've ever heard one. This is one of those songs that warrants repeat plays. You can find it on YouTube. If you can track down the CD, I encourage you to do that. But till then, you can find it on YouTube. Um, it warrants repeat plays. Every time I hear this song, I have to go back and listen to it at least one more time. And I listened to it four times prepping for this podcast. I might go back and listen to it again. Because um, obviously they do it a lot better than I just did. And it's also one of them that no matter how loud you play it, it's not quite loud enough. And I like songs like that, that you just want it a little bit louder. I love this song. It ranks very highly on my favorite Kinks tracks. Um, everything about it. I think the band sounds great. There's a lot of tension during the recording sessions for this uh, album, but at, at least on this song, they put it away and put, put in just pop perfection and prove that even what are we at now 35 years in they can still produce phenomenal rock and roll records and you know ray has proven it on his subsequent solo albums anyway but this is a phenomenal track and uh really shows ray at, at his peak as a songwriter what are your thoughts on war is over let me know at 925-494-1739 or email me kinks and beats at herohabit.com Everything about this podcast you can find at HeroHabit.com. Um, under the podcast button, there's a link for Kinks and Beats Daily where you've got the directory of shows, ways to contact me, where to subscribe, uh, related articles that we've written about Kinks and Beatles-related stuff over the years at Hero Habit. It's all there. I encourage you to go by. And while you're there, you can sign up. You can Americans um, can sign up and subscribe to uh, the trading card box. Maybe get some uh, cool trading cards along the way. All right. I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.